Hello, this is Gurmeher from NewsLaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 10th of May. The Karnataka State Assembly elections, which took place today, have been described as fiercely contested battle with the major political parties BJP, Congress, Janata Dal Secular and Aam Party releasing their manifestos a week ahead of the polls. Much of the political action in Karnataka was focused on wooing Vokaligas, the dominant land-owning community in the old Meso region. The election witnessed a total of 3,632 candidates filing nominations with more than 5 crore voters eligible to cast their votes across 58,545 polling stations in the state and 2,615 candidates in the fray. As of 3pm, the voter turnout was over 50%. Despite the historically low voter turnout in previous elections in Bengaluru, some resident welfare associations have set up selfie booths to encourage people to vote, which is said to have had a positive impact. While All India Congress Committee President Malika Arjun Kharge urged voters to come out and vote for a progressive, transparent, welfare-oriented government, Union Home Minister Amit Shah called on the people to vote for good governance, development and prosperity in the state. In addition to the positive initiatives to increase voter turnout, there have also been reports of electoral malpractice. A joint raid carried out by officials of IT, excise, election and police led to the seizure of 58 lakh rupees in cash, 239 litres of beer and 9 litres of IMFL from the residence of JDS candidate Raghu Achar in Chitradurga. Voting in booth number 169 in Nagar had to be halted due to an error in the electronic voting machine. The Supreme Court rejected the plea filed by former IPS officer Sanjeev Bhatt today, seeking to present additional evidence in his criminal appeal against his conviction and sentence in a 1990 custodial death case. The bench said, and I quote, The High Court decides the appeal strictly in accordance with law and on merits and on reappreciation of entire evidence on record considered by the trial court, unquote. Earlier in the day, Bhatt had sought the recusal of Justice M.R. Shah from hearing his petition in the Gujarat High Court. Bhatt's lawyer argued that there was a reasonable apprehension of bias since Justice Shah had castigated the petitioner while hearing his plea linked to the same FIR. However, the counsel for Gujarat government and the complainant opposed the plea, calling it forum shopping, and questioned why he had not objected earlier. The benches of Justice M.R. Shah and C.T. Ravi Kumar refused to accept Bhatt's plea for recusal. In August 2022, Bhatt had withdrawn his plea in the Apex Court, seeking suspension of his life sentence in the 30-year-old custodial death case. The High Court had earlier refused to suspend his sentence and observed that he had scant respect for courts and deliberately tried to misuse the process of law. He was sentenced to life imprisonment in June 2019 in the case. Prabhudas Veshnani was one among 133 people held by Jamnagar police after a communal riot broke out following a band call in view of BJP leader L.K. Advani's Ratyatra. Bhatt, who was then posted as additional superintendent of police in Jamnagar and six other policemen were accused of torturing Veshnani to death in custody based on a complaint lodged by his brother. Listeners, the media industry is changing around the world. Many are forced to close due to a failing business model. Some under government pressure and some are acquired by media moguls who intend to masquerade propaganda as journalism. The Indian media ecosystem too is under pressure with news organisations facing legal cases and government scrutiny. A new series of reports, commentaries and videos will explore these issues. Help us tell these stories by contributing to the Press Freedom Fund. The deadline is 31st of May. 
We are able to bring you our reports and analysis only because you've got our back. Subscribe to newslaundry.com and pay to keep news free. A subscription starts at only 300 rupees a month. Minister of State for Electronics and Information Technology Rajiv Chandrasekhar announced today that the IT ministry will investigate a claim that WhatsApp accessed a user's microphone while they were sleeping. Ford deputy and engineer director at Twitter tweeted that, and I quote, WhatsApp has been using the microphone in the background while I was asleep and since I woke up at 6 a.m. unquote, which went viral and attracted over 60 million views. WhatsApp said in a statement that the issue was likely a bug. and that they had contacted Google to investigate and fix the issue. Despite India not having a data protection bill, Chandrasekhar said that the government's investigation would still take place, stating that, and I quote, the IT ministry will act on any violation of privacy, unquote. This is not the first time that the government has scrutinized WhatsApp, as when the services went down for two hours last October, IT minister Ashwini Vaishnav said he would reach out to WhatsApp for an explanation. The Supreme Court of India has scheduled an urgent hearing on May 12th for the petition filed by the makers of the movie The Kerala Story against the West Bengal government's ban and the Tamil Nadu government's de facto freeze on the screening of the film. Initially, the appeal against the Kerala High Court's decision to not stay the release of the film was set to be heard on May 15th. But senior advocate Hari Salve pleaded urgency stating that the makers were losing money every day and that other states had also started following suit. Refusing to stay the film's release on 5th of May, the Kerala High Court emphasised the need to balance artistic freedom. The bench on watching the trailer of the movie said it found nothing offensive against a particular community. Meanwhile, the Supreme Court is set to hear the petitions demanding a stay on the screening of the film on 15th of May. The petitioners argue that the film is a propaganda to promote false narratives. A jury in a civil case in the US has found former US President Donald Trump guilty of sexually abusing magazine columnist E. Jean Carroll in the 1990s at a New York department store. The jury also found Trump liable for defamation for calling Carroll's accusations a hoax and a lie. However, the jury did not find him guilty of raping her. This is the first time Trump has been legally held responsible for a sexual assault. As the trial was in civil court rather than criminal, Trump will be required to register as a sex offender. Trump's lawyer said that he plans to appeal the decision. During the two-week trial, Carol described in graphic detail what she alleges happened in the store and the trauma she says she has endured as a result. Her legal team called 11 witnesses to corroborate her claims. including two women who also say they were sexually assaulted by Trump decades ago. Trump called no witnesses and appeared only in a video of a deposition that was played for jurors in which he denied rape. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. News Laundry is possible because of our paying subscribers. We don't run on corporate or government ads. You too can be part of changing the news model. Go to newslaundry.com slash subscription. Be a part of the community that pays to keep news independent. For the smoothest News Laundry experience, download our app. Watch our shows, listen to our podcasts, read our reports. Stay informed. Pay for news. Protect democracy. Save the world. Save the world.